What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 193 of the Justin Insight podcast, a show where we talk to people involved in the world of alternative music and their journey through it. As always, my name is Tim Bertbeck. I'm your host and guy through said podcast. And we're on Monday, May 17th, and England is apparently open again. Well, pretty much. Um, we're seeing people going back to pubs and eating in restaurants and all that wonderful stuff. And I'm tentatively getting excited about gigs. Like, I've spoken to friends privately, I've, and I think I've even said it on here, like... I'm still uh, not sure how I feel about shows and things like that at the moment, just personal preference in terms of safety and so on and so forth. Um, But I know friends who are getting vaccinated now. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that I will start getting my jabs before the end of June. That would be lovely. Um, And yeah, can start looking to go to shows. I bought tickets to... The Big Cheese Show in London, which if anyone's going to that, hit us up, let us know. That'll be really fucking cool. So yeah, things are looking on the bright side. Um, just in terms, sorry, I'm half cleaning my glasses and talking at the same time, so I'm not paying full attention to you. Um, but yeah, in terms of this week, haven't done a whole lot. Obviously, in terms of news, there's a whole lot going on with everything in Palestine at the moment. I'm not going to pretend like I'm the most educated on the whole situation, so I'm not going to preach about it. But what is going on over there is fucking horrible. So, and I know there's a lot of sort of like aid funds and and sort of organisations that are trying to sort of help get aid out to the people, especially in Gaza. Um, So, yeah, I think obviously like a lot of people... If you don't know about that, go read the news and educate yourself. Like, as I say, I'm, I'm not an authority on it whatsoever, but despite what everyone wants to think is sunshine and rainbows, the world is still pretty much a fucked up place. Um, but yeah, as I say, apart from that, not a whole lot kind of going on in my world at the moment. Hopefully going to be a bit busier in the next couple of weeks, just in terms of kind of seeing friends and socialising and getting back to some form of normality like potentially touring again who knows we'll wait and see um before we get into this week's guest i always, as always want to give a shout out to a couple of releases that i've been enjoying in the past week um bands called uh bleed to submission they released a really cool little ep that came out uh earlier this month uh, it's called Bury Them in the Graves They Dug for You. Very long-winded, but it's really cool. It's kind of like full of hell, null, grindy sort of noise sort of stuff. So if that's your cup of tea, go check that out. Uh, New Mouth for War record. Really fucking cool, aggressive hardcore. Uh, the Ember in the Ash. Uh, it's a sort of a solo project by this like this person that go, only goes by a Chinese symbol. It's all like anonymity and everything. But they did a. They also do like a black metal project called Unrequainted, which I was I'm really like a fan of. So this was like a really interesting twist. It's kind of more like metalcorey, but with black metal twinges. Uh, the record's called Fixation. It came out through Prosthetic Records. Uh, I also did a review for that. So if you want to read my review, head over to astralnoise.com, uh, and you can check that out. 
And the last thing I want to give a shout out to is the new J. Cole record. Now, it's called The Off Season. For anyone that's not familiar with J. Cole, J. Cole is an awesome rapper. Um, but there there was a, there's like a little mini docu that kind of goes with this record and it's kind of showing his sort of struggle of what he wanted to do with, as an artist and how he wanted to progress. And I think you can really hear it on this record and it's a really, really cool record. So yeah, go check that out. Uh, anyway, I've been babbling on for nearly five minutes now. So let's get into this week's guest. This week I am joined by guitarist of Chicago Pop Punkers, uh, Action Adventure, Brompton Jackson. Uh, this was a really cool little chat. Like, I wholeheartedly hold my hands up and I say it in the conversation, pop punk isn't generally my cup of tea. But Action Adventure are a really cool bands. They kind of hit more on that edge of like the hardcore side of pop punk. Uh, think like early um, Four Years Strong, The Story So Far, that kind of vibe. Um, but obviously we get into a lot of the conversation because their popularity has grown because they are all people of colour and those sort of stigmas kind of that's kind of gone in with that. And obviously we we get in the conversation with this, how like the band don't want that to be their prior, primary focus, but obviously I'm talking about it now. Unfortunately, it's kind of something that is guiding a bit of the conversation at the moment. But despite that, we kind of talk about uh, how obviously Brompton got into music, how he kind of was leaning into sort of like pop punk and how everything kind of came full circle now with Action Adventure, uh, how the band sort of had their viral moment when their single Barricades just kind of went mental on TikTok, um, and how the band were kind of looking to wind down before Pure Noise uh, came on board and gave them new life and got this new EP out into the world, and now they're sort of looking to a brighter future, so to say. So yeah, please sit back, enjoy the chat I have with Brompton, and I'll see you on the other side. Perfect. Right, so joining me this week on the Just Inside podcast is member of Chicago, Chicago? Chicago Pop Punkers, uh, action adventure Brompton Jackson. Brompton, thank you very much for taking some time and having a little chat with me. Um, how is everything in your world? Obviously, exciting times with the EP coming out, but must be a weird, kind of a weird situation for you guys at the moment. Yeah, it's you know it's it's definitely weird with COVID and everything. Uh, so we can't like tour on the EP right now or play any shows or anything. Um, we are we're all like just recently fully vaccinated so right okay like one of the first times we got together was uh <clears throat> i mean we've been together a couple times to like shoot videos and stuff but mm. that was it was such a process because we had to like get tests and isolate before and you know just to make sure everything was good but we were like all fully vaccinated so we were actually able to all be together on release day so that was pretty cool oh that's cool um and that was like one of the first times we were able to just like just hang out. Yeah, so yeah. Like that, you know, that was that was great. But other than that, yeah, man, it's been a crazy, crazy year for us. <laughs> That's cool. Well, as I mentioned before, I kind of hit record. I always like to take my guests back to their their roots and their origins, so to say. So, what kind of got you into alternative music? What was the the jumping in point for you? You know, I don't. 
it's it was it was so long ago i had to have been like sixth grade seventh mm. grade maybe i remember i i got newfound glory's record like the self-titled one on like i think i got it on cd and i was i was just like listening to it. i was like oh this is cool like, <laughs> yeah. i like this you know and then like shortly after that i remember i had uh like good charlotte and messed and you know a lot of a lot of like older drive through records bands you know we got yeah Master, homegrown you, you know all, all that all that good stuff so <laughs> yeah. it, it was it was definitely like sixth or seventh grade mm. for sure That's so was what... someone kind of putting you onto that or was it something that i don't know do you have like older siblings how did you kind of get introduced to it honestly i think it was just like luck of the draw with mtv like right, i've okay. always kind of been an insomniac and uh <laughs> yeah. like literally always my entire life i'm always like wake up late and stay up you know oh mate i'm hours. the exact same <laughs> yeah I, I know that so feeling. it's uh you know it's always been like that so i feel like i just kind of came across um i think it was like the video for hit or miss uh, by newfound glory like on mtv yeah Middle of the night one night and i was like this is cool and then i got like i got the the, the cd and uh it was just kind of it was just it from there you know it started yeah. out with pop punk and then uh you know progressively got heavier and heavier and heavier and you know now i'll listen to like the full gamut like it yeah well that's kind of what i was going to ask because obviously it's kind of come full circle with obviously you now being in a pop punk band but what did you kind of diversify and go in because i think like for a lot of people like pop punk is kind of the entry point and then they go heavier and then they maybe come back a bit melodic and stuff so was that kind of where you went yeah that's definitely exactly the path that, uh, <laughs> that I, I would i would probably say like junior high um into like early high school mm. it was it was uh it was definitely like really like pop punk very uh you know like, like softer stuff um and then i don't know i just you know you just you kind of just you want more yeah you know and then you know it started like getting into like new metal and stuff because that was around like the early 2000s so there's a lot of like limp biscuits slipknot like mud vein you know all, all the corn you yeah. know all, all <laughs> yeah. that all that then you know you get into like more like proper metal stuff or like mm. you know heavier heavier stuff so then you know obviously you go back and you're listening to like megadeth and metallica and you know all, all that so you know it was it was um it was definitely like a like on the spectrum it was like you start over here and then you you, you know you slowly move the needle you push yeah. the needle further um you know and then like in high school we were like super into like Slipknot and Trivium and, and, you know, stuff like that. And then it just, it kind of slowly came back. <laughs> yeah. And have you, because obviously I know you're, you're a Chicago-based band now, but have you always lived in Chicago? Yeah. I, so, all of us have actually, for the most part, lived in Chicago. Most okay, part. cool. Well, because the reason I ask, because like my kind of, I guess, sort of bread and butter when it comes to like music is sort of more like the punk hardcore side of things and i know that chicago has like a really big sort of like punk and hardcore scene but like when you were growing up like 
were you going to shows like of any kind of variety or did that kind of come along yeah. a little bit later? No, I mean, like when I was girl, I was, I was like going to shows in like sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Um, okay. You know, getting, getting like parents to drive us to shows and stuff and then, uh, you know, just get dropped off and we're, all right, well, you know, should be done at like nine 30, just come back and get, you know, come back and get us. Uh, so that, that was the thing, you know, there's a lot of, um, it's not like fallout boy and because mm. obviously like they're from here so it was cool you know i've seen fallout boy play to like 150 people that's cool is, you know which is pretty sweet yeah um, yeah, yeah but you know they play wrigley field now so it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a whole different different story but yeah um i i've just been going to shows as long as i can remember i i specifically remember like when I was like 15 or 16, I, I really, one of the main reasons that I wanted to get my driver's license was so that I could just go to shows whenever That's cool. I wanted to. Yeah, it yeah. Definitely helped. And I was like the first one to drive, like in our group of friends. So I remember like, we were all like super excited when I think one of the first shows we went to, me and then our other guitarist, Oren, and uh, a drummer, Adrian, We've been playing music together for like the past like 16, 17 years. Mm. And I remember we started out as like a census fail cover band. Okay. We were so excited because like when I could drive, like still searching was coming out. So like right, okay. we were like going to see like those shows. Mm. Uh, I remember like the first one of the first shows I drove to was like seeing Census Fail play at the House of Blues. That's cool. I, like for still searching, like I like vividly remember that. I also lost my phone. Like somebody stole my phone at that show. So oh shit. Maybe that's, yeah, maybe that's why I remember it. But um, but yeah, that's like a very vivid memory. You're triggering a lot of like old <laughs> memories right now. I'm just spiraling right now. That's cool. Well, in terms of like you like picking up instruments and and stuff like that, obviously playing guitar and things. But were you always drawn to guitar, or did you kind of start off with with something else and kind of go? in that direction later on down the line? I think I've always been pretty musical. Um, I got played saxophone in like school mm. uh, for years. I played saxophone for like five or six years. And then my uncle has always been a musician and um, he, he gave me my first guitar when I was like 11. Right, okay. And then I started learning how to play like System of a Down songs. Nice. And um, then, you know, it was kind of just like a, a hobby. And mm -hmm. uh, I think that it really wasn't until I was like 14. So I was like in high school where I was like, man, this is like something I think I want to do. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, more seriously. And then, you know, I was lucky enough to, um, to go to school with Oren and Adrian. And, you know, we just started kind of jamming. And uh, the rest is just kind of history. <laughs> yeah. But so was it a case of like, I don't know, not that you were necessarily kind of like gravitated towards it, but I, I don't know, maybe like, as you say, kind of being surrounded by Oren and Adrian, that like you kind of saw that they were kind of putting a bit more investment into playing music, that you were kind of like, oh, well, these dudes are kind of doing it and I like hanging out with them. So I'll do it as well kind of thing. 
I think it was like a <clears throat> that was our that was like one of the biggest things that we all had in common mm. was just music and we, we used to just like hang out in Orange's basement <clears throat> and play Super Smash Brothers all day and uh, <laughs> nice. and and play music like on our summer vacations literally we would just play music for like eight or nine hours a day wow that's i have cool. no idea how orange parents dealt with it because we were literally <laughs> just making noise for like like an entire work day mm. it was it was straight up like 11 a.m to like 7 p.m <laughs> we were just that was it the whole time so, so I, oh sorry carry on oh yeah no i was just, I, just, I just kind of i feel like we just kind of came up together yeah that's just kind of how it was and obviously you've mentioned like because the three of you have, have been playing music for a very long time so in terms of like first bands i'm guessing it was with those guys yes <laughs> yeah it was uh we were in a band called covilla and we started out like i said as a sensesville cover band then we didn't really know what we wanted to sound like we started playing like like heavier stuff too mm. like we were covering some like black dahlia murder stuff we were playing, <laughs> that's a we were big playing, leap <laughs> yeah it was a big i mean there was like there was like some atreyu and trivium in between there but like we were you know we would we would like regularly cover like bdm like old devil wears prada like dogs can grow beards all over yeah type, type stuff or texas is south um we would cover like old Atreyu songs because like like lip gloss and black and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was, we just kind of didn't know exactly what we wanted to sound like, you know. Mm. But we always kind of went back to like a more melodic sounding like sound i guess yeah yeah and just to like go back to kind of like the the sort of live circuit kind of thing like as you say like having the opportunity to go to all these shows like seeing bands like fallout boy like when they were first coming up was there any particular gig that you remember going to when you kind of thought like oh this is something that's attainable this is something that like we could do or, or was it just, I don't know, like, was music more just a, an excuse for you guys to jam and hang out? I think it was like, it was an excuse for us to jam and hang out. And I think that like in the back of our minds, we always wanted to do it. Mm. It was something that we always wanted to do. Um, and it's really funny, like we, the older we got, the more, the higher the sense of urgency was for us to right, okay. like make a decision and do something with it. And, you know, it was really, uh, because we've been playing music for so long together, like we've also been in other projects with other people mm. and kind of like been in and out of projects with each other. Um, and I would say like, it was like 2012, 2013, like we were just finishing up college and that was kind of a, no let's let's do it like let's really you know try we put the like the current band together we found blake and manny through other friends and then we found manny through 
mutual friends. We actually found Blake on Craigslist. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, found our vocalist on Craigslist. So we're one. Of, we're one of those bands. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that you know we just kind of once we kind of figured out what we were doing, like 2013, it just kind of everything fell into place, and we knew like wh- where we were trying to go with mm. it like what we were trying to do and just in terms of like you said kind of that focus came along a little bit later but and you said you were all part of like various projects together or sort of with other musicians and then kind of came back together but I always kind of find it interesting like people's kind of first like not necessarily like breakthrough but like their first kind of tentative steps into like taking things seriously so was there a band that you had kind of before action adventure that like you consider like your quote-unquote first proper band where you were like doing out of town shows or like release something of no was there anything like that at all not for most of us blake used to be in a project called from the sidelines and they were they were doing stuff like right before action adventure started because mm. like right like blake left from the sidelines and then he joined action adventure like nine months to a year after he left right from the okay. sidelines. so like but right before that like fts was was doing some pretty cool things mm. um, you know they played with like real friends and state champs before they were big like when they were still local bands touring and stuff yeah so you know, they, they played some notable shows and they did some cool stuff. So I would say Blake going into the project was like the most seasoned. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like Action is like the first band where we've actually, all of us have done like, I, I guess you would say notable. I don't know. I mean, they're just, <laughs> they're just things to me that are cool, but like, yeah, yeah. You know, like we played like, 2018 like we played the chicago warp tour date and stuff so like none of our other bands did anything like that yeah yeah you know so was it not until action that you kind of like started like going on tours and things like that for the for the most part yeah i mean again blake did a couple of like weekend runs and stuff and um i, I feel like me and Orn and Adrian's old band, we played in like Wisconsin once, but <laughs> yeah. we never really like, we never really like toured or we never like, I guess we never really like tried super, super, super hard. Right. But, but also we were like in college and there was a whole bunch of other stuff, you know, just like life things going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. <laughs> and like now, you know, we're all older and have like real jobs and like some of us are married <laughs> like one of us yeah. is a kid and uh it's funny because i just said like oh you know back then we were in college we had life things going on we have way more stuff going on now <laughs> yeah. and somehow we figured out like okay this is the balance this is how we do it you know yeah let's let's go and like do it for for real now but i guess I, it's know, that like as you get older, though, you have like life experience and and that's, things like that, so it all kind of factors in, doesn't it? That's exact. That's exactly what it is. It's growing up stuff. You know? Yeah, we grow now, so that's that's pretty much <laughs> yeah. that's, that's it. So, in terms of like action adventure coming together, like you mentioned, obviously the three of you kind of knew each other. Manny came in and obviously got Blake from Craigslist, but in terms of like the sound of the bands 
like did you always kind of go into it like wanting it to be a pop punk project or did it kind of start off with, as something else and then grow into what it is now I think it was always going to be a pop punk project. I think it was always going to be like a heavy pop punk project. Mm. We all listen to so many different kinds of music that like we, we all listen to so many like each of us individually different types of music. So as a yes. band, our music tastes are very eclectic, but we all kind of converge, uh, you know, around pop punk and heavy pop punk. Mm. So we like to take you know influences from you know all of our other all the other genres and stuff that we all listen to and kind of throw it in throw it into the melting pot and just kind of see what we what we come up with mm. and I, I mean i like obviously we just kind of end up writing pop punk but i don't think we necessarily are ever like we absolutely just have to write a pop punk banger right now, <laughs> yeah you know I think we're more like, okay, what is cool? What's like our writing style? Like, what do we like to write? You know, what am I going to like? What am I going to want to listen to? Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't listen to my own music. And it's like, well, that's weird because like you wrote it. So wouldn't you be biased and think that it was awesome? You know, I'm not saying that I jam my own stuff all the time. And that's like all I listen to. I was going to say, but that's I mean, where all like, the streams have come from. It's come from you. Absolutely. Yep. They've definitely been up. No, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you should be listening to your own stuff. I mean, mm. you, you should like it. Yeah, I agree. And like, the th I think the thing is as well, like the reason I asked, because obviously I, I've already mentioned like hardcore punk is kind of more my bread and butter like i lean towards the heavier sort of spectrum of things and like with pop punk i think especially sort of like the recent wave of it is that it's got it's almost kind of like that sugary sweet kind of sound which is what kind of puts me off it whereas like with you guys it kind of reminds me of like the stuff that i was listening to in like my early teens like the four year strongs the the story so far kind of thing and it's got that bit more grit to it and obviously we'll get on to kind of the subject matter in a moment but like i don't know was that always a conscious thing that you wanted it to sound a bit grittier rather than it being all happy and rainbows and stuff like that yeah so it's it's pretty funny because like on the spectrum of the five of us a lot of times you you have like like two bookends i would say right. that like our two bookends are like probably me and blake which is okay. very which is very odd with us both being vocalists but <laughs> yeah. um so like you know blake likes he like loves the academy is and you know stuff like that and like i literally was like in my car like blasting like knock loose for <laughs> you know and like so you know obviously we're like i said we're a very eclectic band but there there is like definitely a spectrum mm. so um i think one thing that works really well is that all five of us play guitar proficiently oh, okay cool um, so we all like submit things like riffs and and you know chord progressions or like parts for songs and stuff mm. and it's really cool because we end up balancing each other out so yeah you know if Blake will write something and it's for my own personal taste, like it's kind of soft. 
you know, I can like give it a little bit of an edge and then, you know, <laughs> yeah. Warren can like throw a little bit in there. Or if I write something and it's just a little bit too fucking heavy, then, you know, Adrian or Oren or Manny or, so, you know, somebody can like just soften it a little bit. Like yeah, smooth yeah. It out. And, you know, we're a very democratic band. So we're like super into like, is everybody cool with this? Like we mm. vote on everything. We make sure we go to like extreme lengths to make sure that everybody's pretty happy with all of the parts. So it takes us a little while longer to write things. And we write everything mostly together as a whole. Yeah. Um, but there's a there's a there's a balance that we've somehow worked out over the past six or seven years and it just mm. kind of you know it what you like pulling focus is like the culmination of of all of that yeah yeah so you know there are heavier parts there are you know softer parts mm. and you know there are pretty parts and stuff and <laughs> yeah. you know it's it's cool because like it's made us all grow as musicians like there there are leads on there that are like when we were recording like we're like oh you know this needs to be like really low gain and just kind of like shimmery and stuff like that those are things that i wrote which is not necessarily normal because you know i too like tend to lean more towards like the punk and hardcore and Mm. metal you know side of it um and then like there are parts on there like the second verse and semi-prologue where adrian was like let's just mashed faces in for like 15 seconds <laughs> yeah. and we're like okay cool but like emo or like adrian's typically you know more into like midwest emo and like twinkly stuff so yeah you know because of of that relationship you know and the 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 spectrum that we all exist on we've kind of learned to adapt and it's just kind of making us like more whole mm. like in general so that's pretty cool Mm. And I'm just going to kind of backtrack a little bit because it will kind of bring round to focus like the kind of vision of what action adventure is. But obviously, with yourself being a person of colour and like, even to this day, but obviously, back when we were younger, like, there was a big sort of not maybe not racial divides, maybe not the right word, but like, it was always like the white people were the prominent ones that you'd see and things like that. And obviously, like, we'll get onto like where your stance is at the moment, but like coming up, like when you were going to shows when you were younger and things like that, did you kind of notice that like, I don't, I don't want to say you were shunned or anything like that, but like, could you notice the difference of you going to a show as a person of color rather than like me as a white man sort of thing? Yeah. I mean, I think that there was a, there's, there's definitely, it was, it was noticeable, you know, Mm. I was lucky enough again to have grown up with Orin and Adrian and so like we went to a lot of shows together right um, but I mean it was always a like a it was always a giant game of count the black people you know like, right yeah yeah you know so like me and me and Adrian were like oh there's that one dude he's always here like, I <laughs> yeah. know that guy you know and like you'll see them from like across the crowd they'll be like yeah, you the appreciative like, nod sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So, you, you know, there, there was always that. And um, I, I would say that, like, one of the bigger things was just that there was, like, no representation, like, on stage, yeah. you know? That was something that, you know, I, I came to terms with rather early, but it was still something that I always 
you know, I thought about it. It's just kind of like, wow, this is like a real, like, I guess it's a little weird that I'm into this. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's not the, the norm. Yeah, I, yeah, I never yeah. really like cared. Like, you know, I liked it. And I was <laughs> yeah. gonna do what I was gonna do, but it was definitely, um, it was definitely something that is that was always it was always there. And yeah, we always, we always knew. Well, because the the reason I wanted to sort of bring that up was because obviously where like the direction of the band now is is, is that you obviously very vocal in promoting like as you say that representation. And when you kind of first started as the band, as you said, like you were lucky enough to have Oren and Manny as, I'm oh, sorry, Oren and Adrian as, as kind of like your, your friendship group. But like when you started Action Adventure, I don't want to say that it was like a mission statement, but did you? Oh, no, it was, it was an accident. We right, okay. That's what, that's what I was getting. <laughs> it was hundred percent an accident. We had no idea that Blake was Filipino when we auditioned him. We were like, oh, this dude, Blake, you know, we heard his voice and everything and um you know we we didn't really know what we were going into i mean it was an assumption that he was probably going to be white but yeah you know he wasn't it's cool. <laughs> yeah. this you know small asian person showed up at, our, at you know orange parents house and we were like oh tight okay what's up dude <laughs> and uh you know like when we kind of started jamming with manny we kind of fell into it like Adrian and him had been in kind of like a another like a more like emo project and uh when me and Adrian and Oren started jamming together again after that project fell apart we were like we need a basis and he was like oh well let me see you know if Manny wants to do it and then Manny mm. you know came over and uh you know, Manny just happens to be Guatemalan. Like it's yeah. just, yeah. It, ju it literally was a complete accident. We had, it was not the plan. It was just how it all worked out. Mm. We, you know, we, even though obviously like, you know, we want to bring attention to, to it. You know, we don't want to just be the POC band. Like I yeah, just of course. want to be a pop punk band. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 it, of course. It, it needs to be normalized that there are people of color you know on stage making this music but it doesn't need to be the only it's not the focal point you know the music oh i'm so sorry the music <laughs> uh you know needs to be that's what the focus is yeah of course and that you know that that's a, a, a stage that we need to get to mm. and so obviously we understand you know, we need to like make it known that we're people of color and like it is a thing and you know, it's an important thing. And so, you know, we're down to have that conversation and we're down to be vocal about it as long as, you know, the core essence of us being a band, not a POC band. We are just a band that yeah. happens to be comprised solely of people of color. Mm. And like that's the important thing that we never want to lose sight of. Yeah, like you may not have the answer to this, but in, from your opinion, then how does how do we get there? Like, obviously, I'm a white guy, so like I know that I'm a very privileged in a very privileged position. But like, so I'm going to be like complete transparency here. Like when I first heard you guys was off barricades, but like. 
it was because a friend had recommended that that song to me and like obviously they'd said yo this is like what it's about but i i hadn't seen what you looked like i knew obviously like that you were a poc band but didn't know like your specific sort of backgrounds Mm -hmm. but listen to that song and i was like this is a fucking rad song like take away like what the message is and obviously have followed you kind of since so like but yeah i could just kind of guess like how do you kind of break through that like music first kind of thing in your opinion i think there's going to be a certain amount of time where the music and the message and who we are all have to coexist at like Mm. the same level and i think that it's a necessary evil that we might need to be introduced to people as a poc band yeah um but luckily not all of our songs are about being people of color oh yeah we have 100 (laughs) right we have three other three other eps and then you know a couple of singles you know that are just about life experiences or one one of them is about being a pokemon trainer you know and (laughs) like honestly like it's written from the perspective of, of ash so like it's just uh it's just one of those things where okay if this is, you know, how the door gets opened and the conversation gets started, then so be it. Mm. Um, I think that eventually it won't be as important that we're uh, a band of color. I yeah. think that it, well, you know, hopefully we can continue writing good music that people like, and, mm. and uh, you know, and, and and people just like us for, you know, who we are and and the music that we write. And mm. I think that I think that eventually it'll get to that point i mean obviously there's a lot of people that just like the music now yeah and of course. It's, it's cool because um because now that barricades isn't the the like the main single that's yeah. probably being promoted right now a lot of people are just going to hear it like here they'll hear poser or they'll hear you know club 27 or nothing left or any of the other songs on point focus and you, you know hopefully they'll be like oh this is red like i like this this is you know good music and then they'll uh you know look us up and they'll be like holy shit no way this is you know, <laughs> yeah. crazy and like that's that's the way that i would much rather it happen instead of you know them seeing a video at first and and being like oh this is really cool this is a bunch of you know people of color yeah i'd rather yeah. hear the songs like it then go to youtube and then watch a video and be like oh this is cool yeah yeah and I think, like, just on the kind of flip side of that, because obviously you mentioned when you were kind of going to shows when you were younger, like, there wasn't that representation on stage. And whereas, like, now, obviously, there's, like, you guys and, like, bands like Meet Me at the Altar who are kind of very much existing in a similar scene together. And, like, both POC bands and, obviously, Meet Me at the Altar all sort of a women band as well do you like not that like you have a responsibility but like especially like at the moment do you feel like there is a little bit that you do need to wave the flag and say like yo kids it's all right to be a person of color and play in a band kind of thing no absolutely i think that you know while we have the the, the platform it's important that we do you know something that i wish had been done for me Mm. You know, these are conversations that I wish that I 
had had. I wish that, um, you know, someone had kind of said that to me when I was younger, because there were times where like, I doubted it. It's like, it's weird. You know, like I'm a, a black dude that plays in a pop punk game. Like it's not the norm. <laughs> yeah. <you know? clears throat> like it's people, like I go into Guitar Center or something and people would be like, they would assume that I would be going to like pro audio to go get like an MPC or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I would definitely walk in, you know, to like the Les Paul room and go grab like a $3,500 Les <laughs> yeah. Paul. Like jam on that. Like that's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's um, it, there's a certain perception to it. So, you know, we just, we need to break that mold. And if, if mm. we can, you know, you know, help start that conversation and, and you know, push, push everyone kind of in that direction, then I definitely think that I want to do as much as I can to help that. Yeah. It's not necessarily like, <clears throat> you know, what I started out thinking, of, you know, I'm going to play music and I'm going to, you know, change the entire scene and I'm going to, you know, do this. But if this is, you know, what it's come down to and we have the opportunity to make that difference, then I, I definitely think that it's really important. And that like, as a band, that's something that we don't want to lose sight of either. Mm. And it's something that we talk about. And, you know, we obviously want to represent our, you know, respective races and ethnicities well. And, uh, you know, just do something positive and, you know, yeah. hopefully foster a positive change mm. in, uh, you know, in the, in the scene. I guess, like, on that, like, I don't. I know I'm dwelling on it a little bit, but I just, oh, I just please. It's totally fine. The reason I, w I want to kind of just stick on it for a minute is because you've kind of on on that last point you made. You've kind of embraced it and sort of like that kind of as you say, kind of like breaking that wall within this and like educating the scene. And in doing that recently, obviously you did that the kind of like mini documentary series kind of thing where like you did the right. episode of you guys kind of talking through your experiences and stuff like that so my, my question is firstly like why did you feel like you wanted to do it in that way specifically and secondly what's the response been to those videos okay so the response to those videos has been great um people you know of all different backgrounds have been like this is crazy. It's, it's insane to me that someone would say these things to you. And yeah. It's like, yeah. All of these things have been said to us multiple times. Like it's not, we didn't choose the, the obviously. So we actually made like 10 or 11 signs. There were okay. other ones. There were other ones that we didn't use. And we, we decided to choose the ones that like had the most impact on us. And <clears throat> there's ones that, um, just weren't said as often and we you know kind of decided to not use those like the fringe ones um so but all every every single sign that we held up has been said like multiple times on on different occasions um not necessarily to just one of us you know yeah it's, it's been you know like i held up the you sound so white sign and like Blake has gotten that too. And Blake held up, you don't look the way you sound. And I've gotten that one as well. Yeah, we, yeah. We just kind of, you know, figured out I want to hold this one or, you know, you want to hold that one. But 
the response has been pretty it's been pretty overwhelming like it's uh it's in, it's nuts to me that people are so dumbfounded that people have said these things to us yeah yeah it's like these are things that like are just kind of normal to me unfortunately this is just what i expect um so it's nice that people are now like wow this is this is crazy why would somebody say that how is that acceptable to say that to somebody and it's not that's that's the whole thing it's not acceptable you should not be saying those things to people so you know if we can um if we can bring awareness to that then you know maybe people will stop saying those things (laughs) yeah you know and it's 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 another thing like we're all pretty level-headed we're all pretty chill um we all have very good tempers i i will like pat us on the back for that Mm. but like they could say that shit to somebody and it could just be the wrong day yeah yeah it could be a real bad situation for somebody real you know you don't you don't say that oh like let me well you guys are in a band let me guess you guys are a bunch of rappers you know it's like yeah yeah um, no we're we're not also like most of the time you hear the word band why would you assume rap (laughs) (laughs) that's also just like that's weird you know um so yeah the response has been great um aside from the people being dumbfounded we've also had a lot of people who are like thank you for bringing this up Mm. I, I really appreciate this. This is a, a huge, um, this is huge for me. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I've had these things happen to me too. Thank you for saying something. It means a lot. Um, and, and so that's, that's just been great. Um, very humbling. And, you know, it, I, I love reading those comments or, you know, people saying those things to us because, it's it's really like it's like cool man like i'm not alone in this you're not alone in this like we you know we need to be going through this together and and we are Mm. and it's like it's really important that you know as a community um you know whether you're you're white or black or brown or, or whatever asian whatever you are you know as a community like the scene we need to all be you know standing together and and working through this issue together Mm. and it's great to see you know a lot of um a lot of my white friends just be like dude i i honestly like i never even thought that you guys dealt with that like it never occurred to me and it's like well it wouldn't occur to you because one you're not a racist piece of shit and two (laughs) you know because like you just you are privileged enough to not have to deal with that and and, you know they're kind of accepting that privilege and um you know it 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 raised awareness it did exactly what it needed to do and it was mm. it's great to see the support from you know people of all different walks of life to, to support that little docuseries and the reason that we did it is because blake blake is a is like a film editor that's like what he does right okay so okay. he you know he, he was like let's make it like a little documentary we're like all right cool so he shot it he edited it all and that was that was that that's cool and obviously like it kind of ties in with the the sort of hashtag that you had like around barricades the pop punk in color kind of thing and i read that when you got guys put that video out that like you kind of put it into the ether and just sort of left it and then all of a sudden it exploded sort of thing so yeah. i don't know like because obviously the subject matter of it like obviously there's going to be people that are related to it but were you expecting like that bigger reaction 
No, <laughs> absolutely not. I literally, uh, one of my friends, uh, one of our buddies is a photographer, Chris. He was like, dude, this video is like really good. This, this is gonna really resonate with a lot of people. And we're like, tight, man, thank you. And we were, we were before we put it out, let me just say, we, we were like, hey, if we can get like 2,500 views over the weekend, we'll be like, this is great. We're gonna yeah, be yeah. so excited, you know? And, um, and he was like, dude, just, you should put it up on TikTok. And I was like, I don't know, man, that's like where they do the dances and all, you know, the weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, dude, you should like, seriously, you should put it up on TikTok. And I was like, all right. I didn't even have the app. I've never been on TikTok, never anything. Downloaded the app just to create the band account, just to post this video. I like didn't even put like time or like much thought into it. I just like put the video up because it's conveniently 59 seconds long. So the yeah. whole video fit on TikTok. So that was that was great. Um, and I just put like, would you listen? Like as like the top caption and then i think i put pop up and color or something like under it uh and then i just like hashtagged our races and and then i just put it up and i walked away and then <laughs> i was like it was like uh it was like friday night it's like sitting at home like on my couch like with my my girlfriend and she was like oh you guys put the video on tiktok and i was like yeah She's like, have you been paying attention to this at all? And I was like, no. And she was like, you should go look at it. Like, you should, do you know where it's at right now? And I was like, no. She's like, you should go look at it. So I like pull it up and it's got like, it's got like 4,000 comments and like, like 15,000 likes. And it was like 28,000 views or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and remember we were like 2,500 views on youtube and we would have been happy yeah we were like i was like no way so i i messaged the band chat and i didn't even tell them that i put it up and i was like guys so i put the video on tiktok and i've totally walked away from it for like four hours and it's at like well at that point in time by the time i had gone to message them it had already gone up 5,000 views. So it was, wow. it was at, it was like from 28 to like 33. That's and then crazy. Like, it was just like, it was just like compounding. And then we were just like looking at it and looking at it. And like, by the time we went to sleep, it was like 80 something thousand views. And then by the time I woke up the next morning, it was over 240,000. That's insane. And so it was like, literally it was like spreading like wildfire. And I was just like, there's no way, like, how is this happening right now? This is insane. Yeah. Like I've never, like nothing I've ever done has gone viral. I've never experienced anything like that. Um, by the end of the weekend, we were like over 500,000 views. And then it took another week and a half and we got the other 500,000. We hit a million views. And That's I cool. was just like, this is nuts. <laughs> this is like absolutely insane. And we were like going through all the comments and stuff and people were like, yo, this is fire. Or like, oh my God, like, this is so great. Like, thank you for the representation. Like, this is awesome. And then, you know, you also have the other side of those comments. Like, I don't see color. I don't really know what yeah, the point yeah, of this yeah. is, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you are literally proving my point right now. <laughs> thank you. So... 
but I mean, it was it was great. Like it was super. It was validating. Yeah. Everybody yeah. always asks, like, you know, how has the last, how has the last like six months been for you guys? And like the one word that all of us just keep throwing around is just validation. That's cool. It's just and insanely validating. Obviously, like before I let you go, I do you want to obviously talk about the the EP, like putting focus? Obviously, as you mentioned, like you're not just a PAC band, like there's more to you guys than that. But like the one thing that I wanted to kind of talk to you about is it might've been yourself or it might've been Blake that I read about, but you said that there was a thing like before this EP kind of came out that you were kind of like wanting to record this and maybe take the foot off the gas a little bit and take a back seat. Have, have those views changed now that it's out and you're kind of getting sort of more people talking about you or, Obviously, I know the pandemic hasn't necessarily helped, but where do you kind of feel with with it now? Well, I mean, now we're contractually obligated to continue producing. <laughs> so <laughs> we can't stop really, you know, even if we wanted to. Um, but no, yeah, like, uh, you know, all jokes aside, like it's, it's, uh, it really is like breathed like second life into, into all of us. Yeah. And it's great because you know, we were at a point before where, you know, we've been working on the project like pre-COVID for five years. Um, and, you know, we released three EPs and a couple of, like we had like 20 some songs released, yeah. you know, 20 something songs, like three or four music videos, like, it, you know, and, you know, we were doing stuff. We had some tours under our belt, a bunch of weekend runs. Um, and, you know, we just weren't, like we weren't we were like at a glass ceiling you know yeah we, just, we weren't like breaking through that that glass ceiling we could like we could like just see the other side but <laughs> yeah. we we're like how do we get there how do we get there and so you know we're all in our 30s now or except for blake he's he's young he's younger but like most of us are in our 30s you know people are married people are in long-term relationships people have children um and it was just like a you know life is a is a thing that you know it doesn't stop yeah no matter what so it's like you know are we going to be able to without any sort of support or without any sort of you know like on a diy tour for for like three weeks are we going to be able to justify spending all of our savings on gas and van repairs and you know doing this and it was like it was one of those things where it was like, you know, we might, we, we won't break up, but, you know, maybe we'll put a record out every two years and just, you know, stick with EPs. We won't write a full length or anything. And we'll, uh, you know, kind of play shows and, you know, just play it by ear. Maybe we'll just play a couple one-off, like not in-state shows, or, you know, maybe we'll plan tours like way in advance and, mm. you know, try and do what we can, but, you know, it wasn't like a, it, we were, we probably would not have been able to just stay on the grind as hard as, as hard as we were. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was just a really scary, super, super present reality for all of us. And we were just kind of all there and it was, it was really unspoken for a long time. And then like, we just kind of brought it up and we were just kind of all like, yeah, I don't know, man, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know how we're going to do it. And then, you know, barricades, like virality happen and 
Like that was cool. And uh, you know, we started talking to labels and we we're like, wow, this is this is actually happening right now. <laughs> yeah. And we we started talking to labels and we took a step back and we reevaluated and we were like, all right, guys, if we're gonna like get into this, like we like are we down? Like, are mm. we all down to like do it? And it was just like resounding, like, yep, no questions. Yeah. I'll quit my job, like, let's go, let's do what we gotta do. Um and so that was that was great and like super reassuring. Like I know for me personally, that was like really reassuring because like there's nothing else that I want to do other than play music with yeah, you know, yeah. my best friends. And I it's like that for all of us. So it was I feel like we all really reassured each other and like just solidified that. And this whole experience has just made us even closer as individuals, mm. like together. So that's great. And because of that, like, I don't want to say, like, the safety net of, of having pure noise there, but, like, because they've kind of come in now and shown, like, the support, has that now kind of changed your focus in in any ways of, like, where you want to go as a band? I mean, I think our eyes, our eyes were always on the prize. It's funny because, like, <laughs> pure noise was always the goal. This is always <laughs> the label that we wanted to be on. And now we're here and we're like, shit, I guess now we have to, like, you know, aim higher yeah <laughs> um, not not like leave the label aim higher but like yeah aim, no 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 there, i get what you mean there are like more things that were like okay this is cool like you know let's let's do this like this is i want to make this like my career like yeah, this is yeah. what i want to do i don't want to have to work and do this i want to be able to you know somehow figure out a way to monetize this so that i can put 100 110 percent of myself into it yeah without you know while still getting I, I would like to go not go back to just you know make my way towards getting eight hours of sleep every day <laughs> yeah. you know so that's it's definitely it, it hasn't really changed our like priorities or anything but it's definitely you know made us um just kind of aware like oh we can do all these different things like there's you know it's kind of opened up a lot of creativity it's like there are ideas that we weren't sure if we will pull off for music videos and stuff you know and it's like well now maybe we can yeah yeah you That's know cool. so it's 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 we're like forever grateful for that like it's it's so cool that's cool cool uh well brompton before i let you go the way i always like to to end the show is to ask my guests what their favorite song is but with a bit of a twist and this might be difficult because I know some of the stuff that's on the EP you may not have played yet, but we'll give it a go and see what you come up with. So what's your favorite action adventure song that you like to play live and why? Ooh, that's a tough one, man. <laughs> that is a tough one. So I think, I think one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite songs to play live, it's actually an old song. It's out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, I just this song just kind of holds up in my opinion, and that's cool. It's really fun. Like Blake and I do a lot of like call and response stuff in it, um, and it just like it just it just kind of like hits right here. Like I, I don't know, it just, <laughs> yeah. it just really hits. It just really hits for me. So that that one is one that I like. I really love playing live. That's I cool. think that that's gonna change. And I think it's going to be nothing left. 
yeah or yeah. semi or semi prologue but we haven't played those live yet so of course i'm not sure but i know at practice like you know it it it, it gets it gets the juices going so <laughs> yeah perfect well brompton thank you very much for your time really appreciate it um, thank you so much man all the best in the future and who knows one day we might see you here in the uk fingers crossed we're, we're trying man we want to we want to go we want to go over to you guys real bad we've actually done like a lot of like uk interviews and everybody's like oh, i hope you guys come over and i'm like well shit now i got a whole new friend group i'm trying to go hang out you know so <laughs> let's do it let's do it we'll go we'll get you over here. i think that'd be great let's, Perfect. let's make it happen Perfect, Brompton. Thank you very much, my man. Take care. Thank you, man. Take it easy. So there we have it, folks. Again, a huge thank you to Brompton for taking some time to have a little chat with me. Uh, as always, you can keep up to date with what Action Adventure are doing on all their various social media platforms, which will be linked in the description of this episode. Um, I always forget to say it at the top of the show, but you can obviously support this show as well if you so wish. Uh, we do have a Patreon. We are looking to release our second Patreon episode at the end of this month. Uh, so that's patreon.com forward slash Justin Insight Podcast. We're also still raising money for the Heads Above the Waves organisation. Uh, if you want to know more about them, go check out the episode that we did with Cy. Um but yeah, we've done a charity sampler, which is on Bandcamp, bandcamp.com forward slash Justin Insight Pod. Um, yeah, go help that because that's that's more the one that needs support rather than this little show. Um, but also, if you like what you hear, like, review, subscribe, all that wonderful stuff on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. I'm not very good at hyping myself up, but I will admit that. Um but yeah, I'm going to leave this outro short and simple. We are nearing episode 200. I'm looking to do something for that. I just need to get myself organised, basically. Um, but yeah, thank you again for stopping by the Justin Insight podcast. And I will see you soon.